I'm Hippa Shenbo and welcome to Mommy's Happy Hour. If you're joining us for the first time, you might have already guessed it. Yes, this is a show about all things motherhood related. I'm joined every other Wednesday by mothers, friends, and occasionally my husband to talk about our journey as parents. Because I expected motherhood to be nothing less than the most perfect and happy at all times journey. Boy was I wrong. Hands down, it is the most challenging thing I've done to date. So, say hello to Cindy, who dialed in all the way from Phoenix, Arizona. She's a single mom, and we talked about how she coped with working from home, and one of the unexpected consequences she experienced during the COVID lockdown last year, losing some of her friends. Plus, she had to deal with the mental health impact on her daughter as a result of her isolation from social life which, quite frankly, doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon in 2021. And of course, it wouldn't be Mommy's Happy Hour if we didn't talk about Cindy's dating life. A little bit, at least. How is the dating scene for you? Horrid. <laughs> is it? Do you it? I, I hate it. I just, ugh. I've met some great people online. I really have. Like, wow, cool people. Um... I've never met such a handful at the same time at, at this age is men do not do self-reflection and, or maybe they feel like there's just so many women out there, but I really don't think it's, it's, it's that they just, they don't reflect. And I have met three people that you can tell what kind of past they've had because they're literally emotionally unavailable. Okay. And they do things like I had one great connection just recently in December, which it's so hard to find. And this guy was great. And he pursued me. Um, and, you know, he even said in the beginning, he goes, when I go and do my things, I, I go silent. And I'm like, well, that's not healthy. And that's not what you should be doing at this point in time in, in, a, in, in a new relationship, you know? Um, but, you know, I think I heard from him a week ago. And I think two days ago, I went, it's done. How do you even why so ghost? Connection with him, and then what happened? You mean he kind they of just like, trail? They they trail off. They don't respond. Nothing. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. It happens a lot. So you meet these people online on dating websites? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty tough. It seems like a lot of people I know that are kind of in their forties. They always say it's really tough to meet people. Well, we have a common friend who's still single, and he's close to fifty. But do you think the fact that you're a single mother and you have a daughter, does that have an impact? Or are the men that you're seeing and dating also are divorced with, you know, kids? Yeah, they're, they're divorced with kids. Um, I think my, my challenge is, is the ones that are divorced with kids um, that are still in school are younger than I am. Okay. So I'm 50 because I was like you. I was 41 when I had my daughter. So now my daughter's nine. She's still in school. I'm still enjoying being having a young daughter, but people at the age of 50 are putting their kids into college. Yeah, I know. They don't want to do it again, you know? And I'm like, there's nothing to do again. I, I don't, she has a fabulous father and, but I'm not going to be able to up and go and take a vacation life um, that they want me to do or something like, it's just, it's just sort of that, you know, and then on the other side, if I find guys that are my age, which I, I look young for my age and they're attracted to me, I'm still six or seven years older than them. Yeah, which isn't a bad thing, is it? Eh. Yeah, kinda. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, you got to find the right guy because you don't know, like, look, I mean, I just think that men are a little bit more superficial, you know? So I want them to look at me in a serious context to be attracted to me and not see me as some old lady. And maybe that's in my head. You By know? the way, I know how you feel because I feel it's in my head too. My husband's four years younger than me. And I'm like, now that I'm a little bit older, it makes you feel a little better. But because I kind of want to act like I am his age. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not 44, I'm 40. He just turned 40. I'm like, he he's so young. Like, it's like, I, I know what you, you know, when you're saying about being older as a parent. Yeah, it's like, by the way, that's the, my, for the first, up until now, but much less so now, the first year that's all I fucking did was calculate my age based on my children's milestones. Like when they go to school, I'll be this. When they graduate from high school, I'll be this. And I'm thinking, I'm like at least 10 years older than most of the mothers. So I'm thinking, how the hell am I going to do this? And yeah. And We're in the same boat. You know, it made me feel much worse, by the way. The first, and everybody said, because before that, everybody's like, it's so great to have kids when you're older. After that, I was like, you know what? Everybody can go fuck themselves because that's not true. I wish I had mine five years younger than, than 41. Yeah. But it is what it is. But yeah, no, it really made me kind of depressed. It's kind of, it's kind of lonely, man. You know, because yeah. I have my friends that are all like 40 and have kids Campbell's age. You know, they're all our kids play together. They're like, but Cindy, you look young. I'm like, but I'm not, you know, like, I'm not young. And you guys are like, you know, you're just like, let me tell you what happens at 50. You can't have more than two cocktails. Okay. And you guys are cocktailing and doing like, I just, I'm not 50, you know, I mean, I'm not 40. I'm 50, you know, I couldn't have two cocktails anymore at the age of 40. So I don't know what those bitches are doing because I was, <laughs> I, when I started at 38, that's like, I think it was even before 38, probably around 36. I was like, because before that I could go out partying like probably four nights a week. And I get 36. I really like, no, I could take, I don't either that I was like borderline alcoholic at that point in time. I was like bar hopping and martini drinking. Bar hopping martini drink was 32 and I was like loving it. After that, yeah, I agree with you. Like, I was the two cocktails. You can have two cocktails. I can have two cocktails a month now. Yeah. That's pretty much for real. Yeah. I crave that glass of wine yeah, I, and then the first one goes down and I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'll have a second one. And I'm halfway through it and I can feel myself just, I'm going to be sick tomorrow. You know, you, you know what I did the, my first year of motherhood? I said, no, no, I, I'm going to go crazy with the, being at home all the time because, okay, it wasn't COVID, but we, I had, I was stuck at home more, much more than I had expected to be at home for my first year when, when I had my kids the first year. So I was stuck at home and then I kept on saying what I will do is after I put the kids to bed, I'll have a drink or two just to like to relax and be okay. So I did that a bit. And then it's like, I'd wake up the next morning. Oh my God. So hungover. I'd be like, no, no, because of course I have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning with these kids. So I was like, no, no, this is not going to work. I said, no, I have to be, I I can't drink, you know, but I wasn't drinking very often. And then after at one point I said, no, no, I really, I'm craving the drinking because I need, I need an outlet, a mental outlet. So I started drinking in the afternoon. I said, when they're napping, I have a few drinks. So by the time they're up, I'll be much more chilled out. So if there's screaming and crying going on, I'll be able to handle it better for sure. I did that for a while. It worked. And I said, okay, this is working a little too well. I'm going to be like this lush alcoholic mother 
So after a month, I was like, yeah, no, I need to stop this. So I stopped it. But I was like, so, but I have two drinks in the afternoon. So by the end of the night, by the end of the day, I'm fine. I've recovered, right? And so the next morning, there's no issue. I think, I think a lot of moms do that. I can't, I just can't even, I just remember even having like one drink and my, it doesn't, I'm just not a good drinker. Like it doesn't, I don't, I don't, I, I get less patient after even one drink than I do with, if I haven't, like, I literally can't drink when I'm around my daughter. Like I just don't enjoy being a mom, you know? Yeah. I know what you mean. I, I go through phases though. Like I, I don't drink very much anymore. I rarely drink, but like the week before Thanksgiving, I was like, you know what? I'm like cooped up. I can't take it anymore. I need a few drinks. That's true. So yeah, there is times. Yeah. The week before Thanksgiving, every week I have a few drinks. So it's been fun, but now the party's over. Christmas is over. New Year's Eve is over. I have no excuse to drink anymore. And I need to, yeah, be sober for 2021. Go green. Eat a lot of greens. (laughs) I don't know. That's about, that's my, that's my motto right now is I'm just trying to do, I had my smoothie this morning. Not a sm- it's not a smoothie, it's a juice. I don't like smoothies, but um, yeah, I'm just eating more greens and trying to get slender from it. I think you kind of answered the question if, I, if I'm not wrong, but your biggest insecurity about motherhood and how you deal with it. So I'm assuming it's maybe your age, the fact that you're older, is that one of your insecurities about motherhood or am I wrong? No, I think my insecurity about motherhood is my patience. In my temperament. Okay, the fact that you are patient or oh, no? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Heather. <laughs> what What are you not patient about? Just like the regular, like little things that you have to do all day long. When I'm an anxious person, so when I start to feel overwhelmed, um, I am going to, um, you know, like let's say I'm, I'm busy doing something and I'm right about to put this little piece on top of a piece, you know, so I'm concentrating really hard, but deep down I'm stressed because I know if I don't get that piece on top of this piece, in my mind, everything's going to be bad. That is that, that's, that analogy is what I do to myself. So then you get this cute little voice that pops in and goes, mommy. Yeah. So you're perfect. I guess that's what it is. I don't know. I've never looked at it like this, but if for no fucking reason, I'll look at her and go, Campbell, what? And I'm like, I've been blessed with a child that is so well-behaved, so sweet. And the only thing I have to do is chill out and relax and be with her and teach her that love from her mom is unconditional. And that I, I thank COVID for that because I really do. It's made me pause a lot more and made me throw things to the side a lot more and calm my anxiety down. So, so yeah, I don't like it when I lose my shit and I yell and I don't like it when I lose my shit and I yell at people in public. Cause I've <laughs> done that too. You get, you get a guy at a, at a gas station and uh, you get, if I, if you get me a, a, a some dude that's going to look at me like I'm a stupid white, white, you know, white girl that's helpless or whatever and roll their eyes at me, I'll trigger. I mean, I just get out and just be like, you got a problem. <laughs> you know? So I just, that's my biggest insecurity. Well, you know, I read this one uh, quote about perfection and actually I just dug it up and I wanted to tell you about it. 
Okay. Because perfection is the destination. Excellence is the journey. I think a lot of us, we do that. And I, I am completely get you because I feel like I'm always like, where, like, I always try to see the end result. Like I'm always waiting for the kids to go to bed so I can relax. And kind of just re relaxing and chilling out and just enjoying the day. So I do that all the time now. Now I'll always be like, I make it a point that every Friday, because our weekends are Friday and Saturday, I always make it a point that on the weekends, I'm just going to chill out and do nothing. Because I am, I can be a little bit all over, like I do, I do so many things that I find that I'm always trying to do even more. So that to take one day off completely is like, for me, like used to be like, no way. I, it's like a bit of a nightmare. So I try to now like enjoy the day with them, you know? Yeah, because you know what? Um, there's a comment that my aunt says, and I have this aunt who is top to bottom, beautiful, still wears heels, still has makeup on. And she's not, she's not blood re related. She's marriage related. Like she's just gorgeous. Um, she's Scottish. Um, she's just pretty. But she's like, I always regret never getting in the pool with my kids because I didn't want to mess up my hair. Yeah, that's true. I can relate to that. Right? But it's just like, it's stuff like that where it's like, you know what? I don't want her. I can't. I want her because the more I, I jump in the pool, so to speak, the more I'm going to teach her how to let life go and be less anxious. Yeah. So that's, that's what I want for her. You know, like, so it's, I have to unwind myself to be better as a person and be better for her. Yeah, I know what you mean, because even though we find that the anxiety maybe makes us more productive or does something good for us, it doesn't really. And you, because you actually feel like you don't want your kids to be like anxious. It's a bit of a useless emotion. It is. Yeah, it is. So for we have stronger fight or flight. So when, when, when shit goes sideways, we'll be the first one to be like, <laughs> trying to survive it, you know? <laughs> kids are supposed to be starting daycare again and my husband and I keep on like we're like shall we put them in shall we not put them in today he's like oh we're gonna put them in let's put them in like not every day and I was like no I'm putting them in every day because I mean like you said it's like I feel so sorry for them I feel like they're like well I'm relatively lucky because I have twins so they can kind of entertain each other your daughter's alone and she's a little bit older I guess so she's eight my kids are turning three I just feel like it's so sad that they're just stuck at home. You know, these, you know, they have all this energy and I just wanted them to be able to kind of learn things or like just kind of, you know, interact with people. And my daughter, I've seen a huge difference from when she started daycare. She was much more introverted. Now she's much more sociable. And I find it such a shame that I have to keep them at home. It's, it's a big difference. Did you ask your pediatrician? Because to me, staying home every other day, I mean, it's a two week exposure. You might as well just go all in or go all out. You know, that's... They also, they get sick all the time at this age because they keep kind of get like the sniffles, the cough. And so, and they've gotten sick twice so far. And my pediatrician made me test them for COVID and they came out negative, thankfully. I don't know. It just, yeah, it's very tough. But, uh, and how about, how about your daughter's friends? Do they, do they, do they get to speak to each other? Do they use Zoom? Do they interact like that? Yeah. Yeah, and that was the other thing when, so um, like the beginning of the school year, I talked to the pediatrician. I'm like, should I go back? Should I take her back to school? And then I told the pediatrician what I saw in her depression. And then I said, and by the way, she's on her iPad all the time because that's how she communicates with her friends, you know? And she's like, let that go. 
she's like, they'll be, they'll be okay on that. She's like, that is the one thing that's their, their only social outlet. And in fact, she, she dropped her iPad in December and it, and it broke. The screen never came back on again. And she just, it was like her boy, her boyfriend broke up with her. She was just heartbroken over it. She's like, how am I going to communicate with my friends? <laughs> so I had to get her a new one. <laughs> At the beginning, when my kids, when the lockdown happened and they closed the daycare and I think it was, they finally closed it, I think in March or April, they closed it in April here. And they were at home and we had the schedule and like, they're going to do 30 minutes of this and 30 minutes and like trying to keep them away from TV and all of that. Yeah. That didn't work. That, that worked for like a total of two days, if that. And then they were like glued to the screen, glued to all sorts of screens the TV, yep. laptop, the iPad. I was like, no, hell no. I was like, I'm yeah. like, and I think the mental health thing is, was for all of us, not only kids. I mean, I was like so depressed at the beginning. It was like, just like, I can't believe we're like stuck and, you know, you can't. Yeah, and then all the bad things going around, the riots and the, you know, it's just like, it just felt like human mankind in and of itself is mentally imploding, you know? It was a real shit show in 2020. And yeah, having said that, I don't know, 2021 didn't start, so, start out so well either. We had a good five days, man. <laughs> I know, and then the all help of hope. But yeah, so what are, you, what are your expectations for 2021? The same. You think it's going to be bad? Yeah, I don't have much. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, there's going to be, there's going to be, there's, I just don't see how there's not going to be a shakeout from this, you know? So many people have had to stay home. Um, you know, I work in finance and they had a, um, Oh, what do you call those analyzers? An, an, an analyst on the phone um, from our company. And he did come up with something that I thought was positive. A lot of people have been able to pay off debt mm -hmm. and save. So maybe the economy could get an inflow of cash back. But I still think there's a lot of people that are just way too impacted. Um, in, in my neighborhood, which it's, it's a good neighborhood, you know, we have the ring doorbells and, 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 and on the next door app, somebody posted a guy last Sunday morning walking up to this house. He didn't ring the doorbell. He had a mask on. He had a hat down to just barely show his eyes. And he tried to straight walk into their house. Oh, my. So like I just the petty crime. And I talked to my sister who lives in Washington state. Like it's just going up. And it's just the desperation that some people have to get something or who knows. I, I, I don't know what this is, but there is there is either a desperation or there's a sense of things just not being in control, you know, that people feel like they can get away with more. I, I don't know, you know. But then how do you explain the like saying your analyst said that you that people are have been able to save and pay off debt. So how do you explain that? So that because people staying. Uh, so what they saw is. Um, with the, some of the stimulus checks that we received in the U.S., okay, yeah. um, a lot of people, instead of using it to survive, they actually could use it to pay off debt. You know, maybe they were like dual households or something like that. And then um, also, um, like, and I can say that in my case, I have less expenses, you know, with, granted, my daughter was, was home for a while all the time but I wasn't paying for extra camps, extra childcare. Even I travel for a living. I didn't have to pay for my pet sitters anymore. You know, so I, I had a lot of, I saved, I did save more money. You know, that was, that was a positive. Yeah, definitely. I cooked more, you know? True. Yeah, we yeah. all did. Everybody tried to cook more. I, uh, 
Yeah, I got I got lazy at one point. I got lazy, lazy and slightly depressed. I was like, I'm not cooking. I'm, oh, and I gained a lot of weight at the beginning, the first few yeah, months. Yeah, I gained I gained ten pounds. Yeah. Oh my god, I got a glimpse of myself in the summer. My bathing suit, my fat bathing suit after I gave birth didn't fit in me, and I was like, oh my god, I'm fatter than I was after I gave birth. So was I? I was like, I. I stepped on the scale and I'm like, surely I don't weigh this much. And I was like, I was at my friend's house. So I went and bought a scale. I've never owned a scale in my life. And I stepped on it and I was like, what? I mean, I was the same, same weight as post baby. Oh my God. I was too. But I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. I got the, a heart attack and a depression that really mm-hmm. first time catapulted me into like following a diet so seriously for two months. And I lost a little bit of weight. But I was just like, it was just insane. I was like, I can't believe I'm, and I think with the kids this young, I don't, it's like for some reason, we're in a new flat, it's been a year. I don't have any full length mirrors. It's like for some reason I don't get to see myself. So it's like, I just kind of didn't realize that I was packing on all sweets. Oh my God, it was awful. I have a wall mirror and every time I walked by it, I mentally told myself that that punch was just bloat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had bloat in my ass my hips I was like oh my god (laughs) I'm a stomach I'm like oh stomach's just bloated you know I just you know just gotta eat a little better and it'll be gone (laughs) yeah no so yeah so I I know I think some people think it's not going to be as good I'm really hoping it doesn't uh, I'm really hoping it gets a little bit better I try not to read the news all the time actually I I don't I, I turned off my cable that was another savings I did yeah, no, I stopped watching the news because of that. It just became too depressing. Um, I lost friendships. Did you? Yep. I think they'll come back, but I lost some. Yeah. And it was it, literally, literally, it wasn't from being opinionated. It was from being unopinionated. I just, I wasn't going to be an expert in a place I didn't want to be an expert and I wasn't going to fight about it. It's true. I think it's, there's a lot of like... Uh, but I don't find it's very, it's not so much 2020. I think before that, it's been the past few years, there's like a lot of like, it's very difficult to have your own opinion. If you're with somebody who doesn't agree with you, you can't agree to disagree anymore. It feels like if your opinion's different, yeah, you won't, you won't be in that same group. You kind of have to have friends that you kind of agree with to a certain extent. If you'd have different opinions, I find it, it's like, it like ends badly for some reason. So what do we do? Was that a, ref- so that, that probably, that was probably my worst experience of 2020. Cause just when you kind of need somebody, I really realized if you have friends that aren't on, not on the same page, but going the same direction on some level, like, so my, a lot of the friendships that I lost were, were moms that were uh, stay at homes. Okay. Those were two of them that were like mad about, the COVID thing and more mad about the news. And I was like, ah. so are these women close friends of yours? Or have they always been staying? Yes. Home? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're close friends. They're really close. Yeah. Yeah. 20 years. What was the real, I mean, what was the issue? I mean, the, the fact that. Yeah. So one, the one friend, um, I just, you know, if I, if I can say, I feel like she's just not happy. She's a, never worked uh, for the past 10 or 15 years, has a child that's becoming in high school, so less and less dependent. She's so smart that, and then her, her I feel like her identity is lost a little bit. 
Um, and then she, she did experience uh, some, some health issues a little bit ago. And um, so I buzz along just busy, you know? And um, the one thing that, I, that, that, you know, I rely on her a lot for her opinion because I think she's, she's got a good value and, but they, they really kind of went down the funnel of what a bad person um, Trump is and right or wrong, like that's cool, you know, but it became a little bit, it seemed that it was a little bit too, too much to be so emotionally tied into somebody that I told her is going to be gone in six months. And um, she grew up in Iran and she was convinced that he was a dictator. And I'm like, well, but we don't have a dictatorship uh, government, you know? So I always felt like the, after we would have discussions and I'd be like, okay, she feels better. You know, I kind of, you know, but really and truly, I think she was getting more and more mad at me because I wasn't getting on her boat. And I go down, I go in and I don't care. I go, I just don't care right now. Like I, to me, all this stuff is a wave and it's really big wave right now, but it, it's going to go down. And so, um, and she was, you don't care. And that was it. She got on me for not caring, basically, told me to F off. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I don't think that was me, but it made me sad because I'm like, this is somebody that, that there's a lot going on in this world. That's blowing up a lot of what it could be sparking something personal with us. But my whole thing is, is there's just so much going on and it is going to provoke what other you know, depression or whatever, but to be aware of what this is, you know, so it's just sad, Heba. It's just, and I don't feel like apologizing. I'm just not that, I just, I can't, I don't even know where to begin with that, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. And especially, maybe you know what it is, is that the fact that you're a working mother. And so I think maybe because of COVID, you probably, everybody had more time to just focus on a lot of negative stuff, I find, because I think we all got a little negative at one point. We were like, oh, pretty, I think everybody was pretty freaked out around the world about this whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, it kind of sucks when you, you know, it's because I was actually going to ask you about your support system and, you know, do you still have that good support system as a single mother and, you know, you know, you, you know, with your daughter and do you get to hang out, you have other mother friends that, you know, you hang out with their own, their kids and they get along. And so I guess, do you have that or is it just all of it like kind of like went to shit in 2020? I feel I, my biggest struggles, I do feel pretty alone. And then I, you know, what's interesting is, is um, I think I do have some pretty good friends. I think I haven't paid enough attention to see, but I have, I had one friend that's kind of a newer friend and she's a very sweet person. And she was like, you could always live here. <laughs> you know, Like when we talk about worst case scenarios, you know, cause I'm a worst case scenario. And that's just because I'm a single mom and I, and I go like this, but no, Hannah, I, I really don't. I've actually, for the first time in my life, um, I want to get married. You know, I would love a connection, um, which I've always wanted to be married, but now I just look at it like, no, I really want a feeling of, of like family with somebody. Like I really do. And it's not like marriage, like, Oh, we're in love and it's going to be love for the rest of our life. No, I want somebody I can count on. Yeah. I know what you mean. I mean, I felt that the, that was the biggest difference 2020 that the fact that my husband and I were stuck with each other, I, we got much closer I think, because, wow. because it is true. You do feel, I mean, at that point you don't have as many, you don't have that 
that outlet as much. So you like friends and family and all. I mean, it's more like, you know, you and your husband and your kids. So yeah, I think we got closer. And I can imagine that for you, like, especially if you're having a fallout with a close friend of yours that you've been friends with for 20 years, that that could be really difficult for in such a hard time too. I mean, we already, already have that mental like health issue. I think 2020 was like really tough on our like emotional and mental like side. And I think having to deal with that, because I know I've dealt with these like breakups with friends, with girlfriends, and it's just heartbreaking because you find that it's like, it's actually funny because it's the little things that break that French. I mean, I've had like, you sound, sounds like a small thing in the end of the day. Like, it's like you guys disagree on like whatever politics, but I had that kind of thing too with a girlfriend of mine. And it just like, I was like, I can't believe we've been friends for like 30 years. And just like that, it's just like gone. We're not friends. I mean, I hope it gets, I hope you guys make up, but it, cause it is tough when you have history with a girl and, and you know, with a friend, it just feels like. It feels a little bit more personal, I guess. Like you really question, you're like, did I really do something wrong? But I'm like, no, we didn't, we didn't. And I don't think she did anything wrong. I'm not gonna look at it like that. I just think that we're, we're different. And I guess it finally got to the point where that difference is, I, I just can't go where she wants to go. Like I, I can't go there to survive time-wise. There's many reasons I don't want to go there. Okay, and the last question is, what's the biggest lie you were told about motherhood? And what is the biggest lie you've told about motherhood? Ugh. I, I, I don't, I'm gonna rewind. I don't think I'd lie about it. Um, people will tell me, you, oh, I don't know if I want to say this. Um, People will say it's probably really hard being a single mom. Mm. I think it's kind of easy. <laughs> Is it? Yes. <laughs> well, okay. I have shared custody, right? And I have shared custody with the dad that's really on board. Okay. How long have you guys been like not a couple? Oh, since, since she was two. He's just a good, he's a good dad. I mean, he does, he's lazy. So I do get her more than, um, than he does. Okay. But I, I don't know if I can handle it more or, or do, do better, but it's just, it's not that hard. Okay. It's hard, but it's not that hard. Um, you know, my, 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 my biggest thing is, is uh, my biggest disappointment is I thought that when we had a child and we had a, you know, but this is just the person, not him. Um, I, I thought that when you have children and you have a family that there would always be love so to speak, and like this happy family sense. And it's not yeah, very hard. You got to work hard at it. You know, it's just nobody, you're not entitled to, to anything. And she doesn't, she's not supposed to give me anything. Um, and so I don't know, I'm going to try my best to have a good career. But there are times when I just can't do it. And you know what, I'm still lucky. I, I don't know, you know, so I don't, there hasn't been too much of a disappointment. Um, your body does not come back. I mean, some people told me that they're like, oh, you'll drop the weight again. No, I, I was, I was always small. I weighed 115 before I had her and I, you know, I'll never weigh that again, you know? So really, <laughs> yeah. I, I am doing, I am like my, I'm doing a 12 week challenge this year. So I'm going to okay. my butt and work out. Well, not to overdo it, obviously, because I don't have the time to work out four or five days a week. 
but I'll work out three days a week and I'm going to fix my diet a bit and I'll let you know if my body gets back into shape. <laughs> let me know. Okay. But the, the, the biggest challenge I have is putting her first more. You can't have the big career. And then I, I need to, at this age, I need to get her into soccer. I need to get her into programs. I need to put more into her. And that's where I struggle the most. So there's no support to help you with that. That That's, there's just, it's just, I don't know how these parents that have their kids into absolutely everything get it all done. It's, that's my biggest challenge. But yeah, I'm sure you're doing a great job. And thank you for having, taking the time for this. Thank you for having me. I enjoy this a lot. Thanks for joining me and Cindy on Mommy's Happy Hour this week. I'm Heba Shenbo and our producer is Chirag Desai. You can find the show in your favorite podcast player and connect with me on Instagram at Mommy's Happy Hour or Heba Shenbo. Can't wait to join you again in two weeks. I have so many more fun and interesting guests coming up on the show. So stay tuned. See you soon. Thank you.